The state's largest landfill could be getting bigger if they get the go-ahead from state and local regulators. But the proposed expansion of the Seneca Meadows landfill is facing aggressive pushback from people in the Finger Lakes who argue that the proposal is at odds with the state's solid waste management goals and actually want to close the facility in 2025 when their permit from state environmental officials is scheduled to end. For more on the issue, we're joined on the Capitol Press Room by Yvonne Taylor, Vice President of Seneca Lake Guardian, an environmental advocacy group in the Finger Lakes. Welcome back to the show, Yvonne. Thanks for having me, David. So before we get to whether the Seneca Meadows landfill should have its permit to operate renewed past 2025, let's start with their expansion plans specifically, which include adding about 50 acres and allowing the height of the dump to grow, I believe, another 70 feet. All of this is something the operator says is necessary to accommodate the state's garbage. What do you think of this proposal? Uh, We think that this proposal should not be entertained by New York State. You know, Seneca Falls is the birthplace of women's rights. It's home to the Women's National Hall of Fame. And yet, unfortunately, it is now also deemed as a disadvantaged community uh, because of its proximity to the landfill. This landfill is already New York State's largest landfill, accepting waste from 47 counties, four states, and Canada. And it is a mountain of putrid trash that welcomes visitors on the Northern Gateway into the Finger Lakes as people come to enjoy our world-class tourist destination. If this landfill is allowed to make more room for more garbage, As you mentioned, they would expand to make this thing 47 acres wider and seven stories higher, which would make it taller than the tallest building in the nearest city of Syracuse, New York. So we urge New York State to adopt and implement its own solid waste management proposal, which is a roadmap to implement more robust recycling, composting, and diverting waste so that putting refuse into a landfill is viewed as a last resort. So it's my understanding that any future expansion, in addition to requiring a renewal of a permit, would require an environmental impact study from the Hochul administration. Do you have faith in state environmental conservation officials to give an honest assessment of the proposal and potentially reject this based on the environmental concerns that you raised? With enough pressure, I do have confidence that they will make the right decision. We have had success uh, with New York State being a leader on other important environmental issues. And we believe that if the state would readily adopt and implement its own proposed solid waste management plan, we can get there and we won't need to make more room for more garbage at New York's largest landfill and turn Finger Lakes into the dumping ground for New York State. Since recycling creates an average of nine times more jobs than trash, composting creates at least twice as many jobs as landfills and four times as many jobs as incineration facilities, 
and diverting waste and reusing it creates as many as 30 times more jobs than landfills. So really, it's truly a win-win for everyone in the state if we adopt this plan. Representatives from Seneca Meadows have argued that any expansion would follow the same quote-unquote cutting-edge practices that they've used previously, and they argue that critics of an expansion, like yourself, are relying on hyperbole. So what do you say about the idea that they can mitigate the environmental risks from a future expansion? It's a great question. Thank you for asking. Cutting edge, as they define it, equates to producing 66 million gallons, according to their last annual report, of the forever chemical PFAS-laden leachate every year. As it rains, this liquid percolates down through the garbage and creates very toxic PFAS-laden leachate, which only a fifth is treated on site and the rest gets shipped all across New York state to Buffalo, Watertown, Chittenango, Steuben County, where it's put into wastewater treatment facilities that do not have a mechanism for removing these potentially cancer-causing toxic chemicals from the water that gets discharged into our waterways and drinking water sources. Cutting edge to them means that this landfill belches out over a billion cubic feet of fugitive emissions a year, including methane, which is a greenhouse gas that is 80 times more potent than CO2. There are cancer clusters that the Department of Health has identified through census tracking in the area located near the landfill. It has been revealed by environmental journalist Peter Mantius, uh, that these cancer clusters do exist. And there's no other explanation for these higher rates of cancer that would explain other causes like radon exposure or cigarette smoking. So cutting edge to them means violating our New York State constitutional amendment, which gives every person the right to clean air, water, and a healthy environment. We need to have this landfill closed as slated in 2025 when its permit expires. Well, for listeners just joining us, you're listening to the Capitol Press Room, and we're talking about the future of the state's largest landfill. And our guest is Yvonne Taylor, vice president of Seneca Lake Guardian. So you mentioned 2025 and the expectation that the landfill's could potentially stop operating at that point because that's when its permit is set to end. What's the status of a 2016 law, I believe a local law, that also would have required the facility to be closed in 2025? This landfill has been opposed by the masses in the Finger Lakes region for a very, very long time. And the elected officials on the Seneca Falls Town Board went to great lengths to adopt a local law that would have the landfill close in 2025. Unfortunately, Texas-based for-profit waste connections put an influx of donations into the more recent election campaign to get pro-landfill candidates elected to the town board. And since then, they have challenged that local law. And again, instead of planning to close in 2025, have proposed to keep operating through 2040. 
So if the facility was not allowed to expand, what would that mean for the state's garbage? Because as you mentioned, the vast majority of the state sends their waste to this facility. So would that just mean that other landfills pick up the slack? You know, that's a good question. And that is what the landfill, again, would want you to ask in New York State's own solid waste management proposal, which would drive the entire state to implement robust recycling, composting, diverting waste from the waste stream. You know, there are many municipalities throughout New York State that are trying to do this on their own. For example, there is a place called Finger Lakes Reuse, which just diverts waste from the waste stream and takes it and puts it back into the market as viable materials to be reused. This is a wonderful idea that can be implemented across New York State rather than just continuing our dysfunctional waste throwaway culture that we have now. The other thing I want to point out is that a third of the waste currently comes from New York City, but New York City Council member Sandy Nurse has adopted through the New York City Council five bills that will add further momentum to organics diversion efforts, codify zero waste targets, and expand recycling access that would significantly reduce waste generated from New York City. So People are doing their part, but the New York state system needs to adopt its own proposal. And that is the solution that we are looking for. Seneca Lake Guardian, I wanna point out, our goal is not to just be against something, but to be for something. We do not want this 6,000 tons of garbage that we're currently receiving every day to become a burden on another community. So that is why we are standing firm behind New York State's proposed solid waste management system. And we have, by the way, 40 state legislators that had signed on to a letter urging Governor Hochul to adhere to the 2025 closure date for this landfill. So it's not just a regional issue. It is completely a statewide issue. And I think we can get there. Well, you mentioned this future of reduced waste, but if we look back at, say, the last 15 to 20 years in New York, where in 2010 we issued a solid waste plan at a time when I think New Yorkers were generating about four pounds of garbage per person with an expectation of hitting half a pound by 2030. But in reality, we're at, I think, about more than five pounds as of 2021. So things were not heading in the right direction. And here in Albany, there's no really significant progress in things like extended producer responsibility for packaging, which is a major source of of waste in New York. So given those realities, why is there any confidence that in the short term, New York can turn things around in a meaningful way that would demonstrably reduce the waste that we're producing and diminish the need for a landfill in Seneca or elsewhere? You know, I think the question is, Do we want to make a bad situation worse or do we really want to push hard for solutions that are sustainable and better for our health, our environment and our economy? 
Well, I guess haven't state policymakers answered that question repeatedly? They don't want to make any hard choices. They don't want to disrupt the status quo. It seems like anything that ignores that, that reality is being naive to what Albany policymakers are going to do. So don't we need more landfills? Absolutely not. The answer is clear. The, the writing is on the wall. And, you know, this is it's time. We have, as you mentioned, the extended producer bill. It didn't make it through the last legislative session, but we are confident when it is reintroduced in January that it will have more support and will pass. And it is the direction that we need to go in. Overwhelmingly, the people of New York State voted for a constitutional amendment that gave every person in New York State the right to clean air, water, and a healthy environment. We do not need to be accepting millions of gallons of PFAS-laden leachate into our waterways, and we do not need to be destroying our bold climate law with landfills that belch out methane emissions. We need to move in the right direction and we know the path that is necessary to take. And we will push alongside our other coalition members throughout New York State and the businesses in New York State and in the Finger Lakes region who are all trying to support and protect our $3 billion agriculture and tourism industry that supports 60,000 jobs. You know, these are the things that are worth fighting for, and I think we will push to get it. Well, finally, you mentioned the constitutional protection that was enshrined in the last couple of years. Is there any sense that you're going to have to end up in court and could utilize that constitutional protection in order to stop this expansion? Because as far as I'm aware, constitutional measure has not really been tested in a significant way. And when we've talked with state environmental officials, they say that it's not necessarily guiding their policies. So would you imagine a future where you might have to go to court and cite that constitutional protection? You know, that is definitely within the realm of possibility. We believe in leaving no stone unturned. There is some precedent on using the Green Amendment in a lawsuit in the case of Pennington, New York, where there is a landfill that has actually used the new constitutional amendment as an argument for protecting its people. And the judge ruled in their favor. You know, that's going to be challenged, but we shall see how that goes. And certainly, you know, when we have citizens and business owners in the Seneca Falls area who literally cannot breathe going from their cars into their workplaces when the odors are so putrid in Seneca Falls, this is something that violates that constitutional amendment that we do believe the people of New York State meant to be taken seriously. Well, we've been speaking with Yvonne Taylor. She is the vice president of Seneca Lake Guardian. Yvonne, thank you so much for making the time. I really appreciate it. Thank you, David. Is your business, agency, or service interested in delivering your message to more than two dozen radio stations statewide carrying Capital Press Room? If so, visit capitalpressroom.org to contact our underwriting team.